0: So is this thing on? Uh, yeah. Here we go. I'll do the intro there, yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the first Mass Movement podcast. I'm Chris. I've been doing this now for two years with Mass Movement. I'm joined by the Vince McMahon of Mass Movement, if you will. Cheeky prick, Mr. Mr. Kendall, Tim himself. Uh, Anyone familiar with mass movements will be aware that we deal mainly in punk, hardcore, beer, wrestling, comic books, Disney, and coffee.
1: And uh, almost anything in between. Books and films and all that other good stuff.
0: All the other good stuff, yeah. Was a physical entity back in the day. Was a physical entity. Which then went online. Yeah. So this, uh, at least to our minds, is the next logical step. Right, yeah, so, I mean. Everybody's doing one, so why
1: shouldn't we have one?
0: Exactly. I mean, I mean, it was it started what around '98. Was this?
1: Oh my yeah. goodness.
0: Um, when did when did you start thinking about sort of doing a, um, a for Well,
1: I was writing for other people because um, I'd just gone and done my journalism qualification and I'd finished that up and I started writing for people like McKee. because he started, he was doing Show Hands at the time. Yeah. And Mel uh, Hughes did no barcodes necessary. And then I was sat, the band I was playing with, Charlie Somnichrist, that finished. And me and Pickens were sat in the pub one day and we just decided, let's do it ourselves. And we started coming up with ideas and I started stripping stuff down to see how it worked, how you do it. And that's basically how it started. It wasn't, you know, there was no plan with it. We just got together to the pub one day, as as with most things in, in my life, you know, it all started in the pub. Of a stupid drunken conversation. Tell me about "Hail Satan." Oh, that yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Um. <laughs> so, mass movement is is called mass movement, obviously. That's the title of it, but it could have been so much different had Tim had his way well, back I, in the day.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought it'd be funny to to <laughs> to, have, to call it "Hail Satan" because I just thought of all like of post turning up all dressed to "Hail Satan," and then you know, all the right-on PC punks getting a bit. Why is it called? Hail Satan. What's he hiding? What's he up to? You know, and <laughs> He's not up to anything. He just thought it'd be funny. And unfortunately, uh, Ian Pickens didn't think it'd be funny. Neither did my wife think it'd be funny. So we had to think of a different name. And we came up with Mass Movement. Well, I came up with Mass Movement because it's the name of an underdog song. And as underdog of the second best New York hardcore band, I went with that. Who was the first? Sheer Terror. Right. Radio. <laughs> no doubt about it. You don't even have to think about yeah. it. Sheer Terror, end the story.
0: <laughs> no questions. No questions. No questions. No. My my thing back in the day, I I met you... When hundreds you, when and I hundreds saw,
1: and hundreds of years ago. Yeah,
0: when Sir Charlie's Family Crisis, I remember yeah. seeing those back in the day. But then, your sales
1: techniques <laughs> back in the <laughs> day... By the magger, I'll knock you out.
0: Yeah, it was that or it was like you look what T shirt I got on and somehow related to your magazine somehow. Yeah. So that that kinda of pulled me in and I thought, okay, well, he's uh, he's passionate about this. Well
1: I'm used to say I could sell sand to the Arabs. Right? <laughs> so which was which is probably an offensive term now, you know, you or snow to the Eskimos or whatever you want to put it. But yeah, so a bit of a natural born salesman. So I can do this and sell it to you. So then Mass Movement
0: became a magazine. Yeah. A fanzine. Became a magazine.
1: Well, the, the thing is, it started out, we started out doing, like, the photocopy thing. So we, we... Em would sneak into work after work was finished, and she'd photocopy it all off, and we'd bring it on, we'd bind it ourselves, and bung out uh, between 500 and 1,000 of them everywhere, because it was going out 50 pairs a time, because it was nothing, it was 50. Yeah. Yeah? And then... Um we discovered that you could actually have them printed professionally. So we started having them printed professionally with Steve, who did Vision On at the time, Vision On fanzine. And then from there, we went to a guy oh God, also called, I think it was Steve. I don't even remember his name, but he used to print the uh, Cardiff city programs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. Blueprints, yeah. I mean, Ponty and he started doing it. And we went from A5 to A4, and I started thinking well, about the ridiculous yeah. things you could do with it. So instead of like having just an A4 magazine, or one magazine, I'd do like three fanzies and stick them all in the bag and charge like. So you have three. Yeah. You know. So one issue would be like three separate parts. So you'd have yeah. a Thrash metal special, you have a cartoon special, you have another special. Yeah. All bundled together as one, and it all sort of culminated when we did when we went to A4. The next step was I did those punk rock top trumps. Yes, yeah, I still got those. Yeah, yeah, still got them. Right? Yeah, because I thought again, I thought that would be funny, right? And it was kind of funny. And some people got the joke. Some people got really uppity about it. Said, like, "Why didn't you include so and so and so and so?" Because I couldn't find a picture of them on the internet. I didn't even think they were. And it's put just fun it. anyway. And it was just supposed to be fun. <laughs> it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be taken
0: seriously. Hardcore you, t- you trying to say these kids in hardcore who take themselves too seriously
1: then? Oh. Um, <laughs> Heaven forbid I would even suggest something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who would take themselves too seriously in hardcore? Let's have a think. Uh. So you moved on to an online entity? Well, no, we did. There was a thing with Beer City came up then. Yeah. And I started doing some stuff with Beer City, and Mike Beer City suggested we do it as a full-color match. With distribution and stuff so we went down that sort of road but it ended up being like a color cover black and white interior professionally ultra professionally printed glossy magazine so we did one issue of mike uh we took like 18 months to come out for one reason or another and my stepdad got really really ill just on the time it came out so i had to take my foot off the gas a bit because we you know the nipper and uh, i was looking after my stepdad yeah and so it became more of a oh, let's see if we can squeeze an issue in now and then. And but we kept it with the professional print job for about five issues, and then print costs went through the roof. And I wanted to, I so I then thought, well, I can do it as I've always wanted to. I wanted to make it free anyway, so we did it, went online, and as a free PDF. Yeah, I did that for ages until the software became too expensive, and so we just switched to being an online thing, which does pretty well. You know, yeah. All things considered, we've got numbers. That, you know, people like. Yeah. I just wish more people would pay for advertising, but you know. Well, yeah, yeah. They're all tight. <laughs> well, the next step up
0: for us is obviously the the podcast, and I got to give a shout out before we go any further. Right. To Bang on Brewery. Oh, you this new beer. Oh yeah. my God! I'm drinking this green stuff. that Heidi. Calls itself Fruity Lager, and it's amazing. It's uh, it's like exactly what like you said, you, you drink it it's first thing again, is isn't like a apple. It's like an apple
1: hit, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's yeah.
0: Like then
1: when melon, it's gone down, it's so like a melon sort of thing going on. It's all sorts of stuff on the back. Well,
0: it's, it's absolutely like, beautiful. Yeah. I can fully recommend Uh, Bang On, Uh, local to us, anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah uh,
0: well, gem based.
1: I, I went in, I sat in with um, Craig, who actually brewed it, I had a pint with him before Neil, the owner, showed up. And it's, I think it's the best thing they've done by far. The problem with it, right, is you can see yourself sitting at the bar with that and having like five or six of them. Yeah. And then trying to stagger out. F- I'm like, oh, yeah. like, you know, because it's just, it is proper.
0: Beautiful summer drink There's as well. It's
1: a proper session beer that. Yeah.
0: Oh, it really it's is. Yeah, really and it cool. goes down so well.
1: But he's got, you know, I think it should be the one that they, they do better off with, better with than anything else. Like, hopefully they will.
0: Well... The first thing we we said about this podcast is we're all about music and hardcore and all that good stuff. So I'm going to play a song for you from Engineer Records, a band called Sirens and Shelters. The single's called Carried Your Weight. I'm going to play that for you now. Uh, Sirens and Shelters carriage your weight hope you enjoyed that uh, yeah keeping on the uh, subject of music what's been going on in, in your world Tim?
1: nothing mate no no no, <laughs> uh, no. Cro- is Cro-Mags
0: is a big one chrome is the one that divided. That... the trademark man. yeah dividing he hardcore has, um, kids yeah um...
1: uh, I'm, I'm kind of reticent to talk about too much about the cro because I know JJ right you know he's, he's a good guy and he's yeah, he's just a nice bloke, and he's perfectly. He's always been really friendly with me, and he's always been a really, really sweet, sweet to talk to. Yeah, you've interviewed I, him a bunch of times, I mean, haven't yeah, 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 yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think him more as a friend than like, you know, someone I, I speak yeah. to in an interview. Um, I can't comment about Harley because I don't know Harley. You know, yeah. I don't want to be setting up any beef between people because they've all got their reasons. They've all got the things course, why yeah. they want to be like that, and you know, it's it's six like one half a dozen the other i mean you can say um, what you like about
0: uh the harley version of chromax or ha- oh the chromax so it is the chromax officially right, yeah. you know but that last record don't give in was pretty
1: special it was a it's a, it's a great record yeah but it is a fantastic record yeah but here's my thing my my problem with it is this right i always associate the chromax with age of quarrel so in my head the voice that's always going to be back in the Chromatics, is always going to be John's voice yeah right and it's always going to be Mackie's insane kick drum knocking things like he is the master know, he that, is the absolute you know, drum master about, Harley plays incredible hardcore he really makes some intense music that yeah. just blows the back of your head off but for me I just wish they would put that beef aside and they all go like let's get together yeah I'm making incredible records like the blood Cop record right yeah <laughs> That was the record the chromax should have made. Instead, the best wishes, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I It's I'll the go best Cromags yeah. record that didn't have a Cromags name on the front of it. For sure, yeah.
0: It's kind of similar in in a way to the Black Flag thing. Black Flag. <laughs> yeah, and no,
1: th- it's it's not similar to that at all. Because
0: <laughs> <like>, <laughs> yeah. that's just a disaster waiting to happen. Touring the UK in October, in case you didn't know. Uh, they've now got it's, it's now Greg Gin with Mike Valerie. And a couple of hired guns and vocals and a couple of hired guns. So people are buying their tickets, they're selling out these shows and they're thinking they're seeing Black Flag.
1: Oh, they're seeing Black Flag because it is Black flags. Greg Jin's playing the songs and it, you know he owns the name Black Flag, so they are si- technically seeing Black Flag, right? But, but <laughs> if I if I want to see Black Flag, right, I want to see Keith Morris fronting Black Flag. I want to see Henry fronting Black Flag. I don't want. I mean. No offense to Michael Ali, you know, if I did give him offense, he'd probably come off there and batter crap off me because that's what he likes to do. He's and he's very good at it. Bless his heart. Just to
0: uh, just so we're clear on that, that
1: was Tim saying that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm the one with the big beard. And I'm on six <laughs> foot four. So <laughs> it's a no from you then. It's definitely a no from me. I'm not going. Yeah. I okay. am just not going. I don't understand why they're doing it. Is it rent money? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so, because you know SST should be making enough to keep GREG going along and doing whatever yeah. he does. Um, maybe he wants to get out there and play. Maybe he wants to make new music. He made new music with the last Black Flag record, yeah. which was the last Black Flag record, and that's <laughs> all I gotta say about that. Yeah. And it was all right, but you know it's not it was not It didn't have that punch and that intensity no. that I associate with Black Flag, you know or the inventiveness that always went with them because they were always like the architects of some weird musical direction they never yeah. kept it constant,
0: well that influence goes across so many different genres Art, ghost, right. stone and rock. but it was a
1: constantly evolving monster, and now it's just sort of locked in place as being. Greg Jin's band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I think one of the mistakes he's made is he tends to disregard the input that everybody else had into that entity to make it what it was. You know what I mean? If you start to think this is just me and disregard what everybody else has contributed to it, it's just not going to be what it should be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, that's all I've got to say about Black Flag, man. And on they go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> old school, go back to the old school. Where, do you know about
1: uh, Acid Ring? They're back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a new yeah. album yeah. coming back. I'm, out. Actually, I'm actually looking forward to that.
0: In September, it's, again, it's got a sort of uh, regained, uh sort what of connection there. He's, uh, he's recorded with Jace Lewis. Yeah,
1: well, I was, funnily enough, I was up at, I saw Jace, name dropping last week. I went up to have a curry. And where Jace's studio is, is next to one of the best curry houses in, in Wales. Oh, okay. Right. So you see, Jace goes in there every night. I, w- I will bet you anything like, he's in there every night, banging it back. But um, I spoke to H about this a while back, about this new album. Because he's, he's another proper sweetheart. Okay. Who's not, you know, he's just come through it and he's there's no ego yeah. about him or anything. He's just, you know, H. And he's adamant that it's the best thing they've done. Wow, So, well they haven't done it in 29 years,
0: so that's a long, long break. It's a
1: very long time. Um, saying that, last time I saw him in Bridgette, they were just as good live as they were when I saw him in Cardiff. Back like, originally. Then. Yeah. Wow. Um, It's cool uh, better because he was more confident and more charismatic. He just seemed to have, you know, I'm doing my 40s now and I'm still going to stage dive off here and I'm thinking... If I climbed up there my knees would go, and my back would give <laughs> out and you're diving off there. You're a lunatic one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, the Age of Entitlement. It's out uh, September twenty seventh on Dissonance Productions. Yeah. Uh so looking forward to that one. What about the uh stay on the thrash uh thing? Or will the, the test the the B strikes back tour?
1: Yeah. Test on Exodus death Angel. I'm not down with that. No? The thing is, right, it's, it's, it's gonna be Um, rooms filled with fat, sweaty old men, right, (laughs) and people like me and you, and we will all be in there chanting for the old days and chanting for the glory days, and there's only certain songs we're going to want to hear, right? Yeah. Death Angel are recording incredible new music, they're not going to want to play all the old stuff just to keep the old thrashers happy, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Exodus are recording incredible new music, they're not going to want to... Do that and the same Testament—they all bands who are forging forward. So why do they have to call it back to the bay? Why don't they just say it's the three of us touring? We don't have to go back to the bay. It's—it's it's not, it's not about back to the bay. It's not about back to the bay. It's about keeping it.
0: So, so they're teasing that there's going to be all the yeah, old classics, you know.
1: And if you go there thinking, oh, Testament are going to play the Legacy, yeah. of Fallen, Nexus are going to play Bonded by Blood, and Death Angel are going to play the Ultravans, it's not going to happen, right? And I just leave there crying. <laughs> you know, crying all my Wanting. tears, you know, of my aching knees and my bad back, <laughs> complaining about sciatica while I'm propping up the bar. It's just ridiculous. I can't, I can't go. I can't do it. I can't. I just can't bring myself to do it.
0: Do any of those bands actually belong in your big four? My big four. Yeah. If, no. the, if the big four is Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and hands. No, no, can't top those. What about? Them?
1: Something. I know, you know, they're not my big four either. The big four aren't my okay. big four, right? right. Because first off, right? Go on then. It's violence because they released the greatest thrash album ever. Eternal Night yeah, just cannot be touched, right? Yeah. I put Tankard in there for a start. I put a German band in there because Tankard are a machine and they are just intense. Controversial, no. well, yeah, it's controversial, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear <laughs> Assault, yeah, because again, long. Game Over is one of the greatest crossover albums ever. Yeah, recorded, right. Yeah, and Danny look as a sweetheart, and you can't fault anything Danny does. And then uh, for number four, I I'd probably toss Anthrax in there actually. Yeah, um, I know, think Anthrax.
0: Than, yeah, just because. Would you have had Metallica in there up until sort of 1988 or something? 1986,
1: 1986. Yeah, you would have had it been there uh, that point. Uh maybe top five. I top mean, five. Master Puppet is an incredible record, right? Now. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. But everything they done since is just a massive letdown because you know it's 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 literally like if you imagine, right? Stanley and Jack Kirby tease you with a new character. Yeah. And they're gonna rele- They're gonna make this new book, or they going to make this new book, and then it came through, and it's like it's like. Bitter tears of disappointment with every single page, because it just goes nowhere. <laughs> That's like Metallica. It's <laughs> just bitter disappointment. Is that what
0: Unjustice for All was to you, isn't
1: it? Yeah, because there was absolutely no bass. So what's the point? Tim's of that the... slightly older than me. Just a touch. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's... The thing is, right, you get an incredible bassist like Jason in there. Yeah. Right? And that dude can play. on so that first Flotterman Jetson Doomsday for the Deceiver. Yeah. He is a... He's just a beast. So you pull them in, and you're expecting great things. You're expecting massive things, especially when they released the garage stage. We we revisited DP, right? Yeah. So, fantastic. That really hit the spot. And then there's no bass. There's absolutely no bass. Right? That was last when I did a bit of fire. I have no idea what it was, <laughs> right? and neither does Chris really. <laughs> right? Whatever it was, that made that album sound as years out and Took all the bass out, reduced it to nothing. Yeah. So you, you had what could have been potentially incredible. There's some great songs on there. Dyer's Eve is one of the greatest songs Metallica ever recorded. Yeah, true story. But it sounds like pants because there's no bass backing it up. It just sounds flat. No, I wouldn't, Metallica wouldn't be in my big form. Slayer wouldn't have been in my big form. One great record does not a thrash legacy make. Fair enough. I'll go with that. And Raining Blood is a great record. Hella Waits is a great record. But everything else, not for Heaven's, pretty good. But everything after that is just let's try and recapture that Rain of blood, oh, blood. That is controversial. I'm not a massive Slayer fan. <laughs> I, you know, I like, I know it's odd it's unusual. It's like I am the only punk rocker in the world who doesn't like the Descendants. Don't wow! Don't like the Descendants. Don't like them at all. I don't I, even I, know I don't get you. It. Well, it's just <laughs> <laughs> right, Look, if you gave me a choice between all of the Descendants I would go with all every time they're a better band okay and are better life and the Descendants are just they're okay but people have put them on this pedestal so the, when somebody comes on goes oh I've got a The sense I've got like The sense Descendants and you expect this and so you're thinking well it's here but it should be up here uh, maybe I'm missing something I'll keep listening to it I'll keep listening to it I'll keep listening to it and it's like it just bores its way and it, it sinks its insidious claws into your brain, and that's the end of it.
0: They played um, their gig, gig, their big gig recently, didn't they, in the uh, in London, sort of Leatherface style. Or Leatherface, uh, I, don't, I don't think the tickets were sort of overpriced like Leatherface were.
1: So I, I have uh, no idea. They, um, I know a couple of people who went, but I, yeah, know, yeah. But it was around the same time as Rebellion was happening. So they yeah. were playing Rebellion as well, probably because I think they might, might
0: have out, actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the again, Rebellion
1: Festival this weekend. Again, the only things that would attempt to be for Rebellion were D.I., Fear, Poison Idea, and DOA. Yeah. Because you know, I think DOA are one of the most underrated bands in the world. Right? Shout-out to uh, Trigger or Poop Shoot. Oh, shout-out to Daryl's lot. Right? Oh, But yeah, yeah. they'll have just been wrecked. And reffed. Peter Tramp. They'll have just been wrecked. Them and Peter Tramp together in Blackpool. Forget it. That's a reason not to go. <laughs> it's like Toxic Holocaust. Boom, just lame. Well, if you listen to Facebook,
0: I mean, uh, Trigger um, tore it down, and They uh, they went
1: down well. Oh, I have no doubt. But they yeah. were probably it's probably because they were as drunk or drunker than the people who come to see them. Like. Yeah, yeah, the reason, I go with that. Yeah. But like I say reasons I would have gone fear Fear's only UK show. I've heard no feedback off yet, so I do they went down. But DOA playing, I go and see DOA anywhere, any day of the week. One of the best bands I've ever seen. So, well, speaking of Daryl. Let's play, Let's play something by Daryl. Let's say something we know by
0: Daryl. A trigger song or something that's kind of fitting. How about B.T.O.T. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that now. band have featured uh, <laughs> Daryl from Trigger and uh, myself and uh, Tim here. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Gavin from Positive and, Reaction. And Gav from and Positive Reaction. Shout out to Gav. So yeah, Godfather Hardcore has been doing...
1: McFarland's film.
0: Yeah, it's oh. been uh, one of the most uh, well-received documentaries in recent years. That's because it's so good. Not just a hardcore documentary, I mean, documentary full stop. It's I been
1: think, uh, winning awards all over the place, is not it? The thing is, I guess, on a lot of levels... You can relate, I, mean, I I can certainly relate to, to some aspects. I mean, I'm not saying I lived anything like the life that Roger or Finney lived because <laughs> nobody could live that kind of insane life around here, yeah. you know? It, but it's sort of that age catches up with you idea, how long can you do this, what are you going to go for? It's like when, when we were playing with at right? It was fun because I was having fun hanging out with him, but at the end of the day, it was more fun for me on a Sunday night, and this sounds dreadful, I know, but, and it shouldn't sound this way, but... When I was sat in the house, I was watching a documentary on roller coasters, right? I'm on tubular steel <laughs> construction with good coffee, yeah. right? Or would I rather be doing that, or would I rather be in the practice room, sweating my ass off, you know, trying to put like a thousand words into thirty seconds worth of air time? I couldn't do it. I just thought, Nah, I'm, I'm done doing it. And I can understand it from Roger's point of view, where he feels like, How long do I keep doing this? How long can I keep doing this?
0: I don't know what costs. I mean, yeah. his health was suffering, his family life was suffering. Yeah, he,
1: so you reduce it down to something that happens every now and then. Yeah. And I, I don't know how the Feeney's stigma keeps going, because that, you know, some a bloke who always makes you laugh and always yeah. cheers the bedroom when he walks into it and always makes everybody smile. And He's just
0: so, st- he's still so grounded and in touch with his, his roots as well, which comes across in the documentary. Yeah, well, he's going around. There's a part in the documentary. He's going around the neighborhood, and there's these little old ladies going, "Hey, Vinny, yeah, I mean, you du- still got
1: that band going?" And it's like the guy, the dude, lives <laughs> in the same apartment building he grew up in. And that, that
0: that that is insane.
1: Yeah, you know, to, it's
0: to, just... to stay that, to stay that sort of, to see what he's seeing, hmm. and stay that grounded, just shows their commitment to the hardcore and and everything. I mean. The,
1: you know i like I said I, I, I still think sheer terror are the best New York article band to ever come out of the city and I think got the dog with the second best but I would put agnostic front in the top three and yeah. they're in my top three personally yeah you know because they are just they just keep going and keep going and keep going they don't release crap records they don't go back and rehash something it always sounds, it might sound like a diagnostic front, but it doesn't sound like, oh, we're just going to churn this out for the sake of churning it out. Yeah. You know, they don't do that. That's not them. They're all trying to offer something new. Yeah. yeah. and I, um, with, It was just nice to see them more as people through McFarlane's documentary. You know, give the band like a, a proper face. I mean, I've, I've spoken to and interviewed Roger a couple of times, and he is a great friend to speak to. He's just one of these guys. There's no bullshit in him. It, everything is absolutely honest. Don't lie. He yeah. doesn't. I don't think the guy knows how to lie. I, I really don't. I don't think he knows how to tell him the truth. If something is this way, he'll tell it that way, and that's all there is to it. He's just yeah, absolutely honest.
0: There's a lot of egos in the hardcore these days. I find, and uh, it's a it's a timely reminder. Anybody, I I, I implore you to watch that. Um, a Hardcore. Uh, like I guess it's a timely reminder of what a hardcore punk band should be.
1: Yeah, and zero. Ego and everything, every platitude that band have they've earned. But it's uh, you know, like I said, there's tons of egos there, but every ego being thrown around is by some kid who's been around for maybe five, six years and thinks they're going to throw their weight around. And it's just ridiculous. You can throw your weight around, but it's some sooner or later, somebody's going to slap you down. There was this thing years ago, um, in a fantasy called Show sure, Fast and Loud. It was put up by Six weeks Records, and Jeff captures casualties wrote this this column, and he was talking about people kids who talk shit on the internet and bash around on their keyboards, and he said the problem with it is sooner or later, you're gonna say that about somebody my age or somebody in the thirties as we were then, and the way we used to do things was we'd say it to each other's faces, and if you don't say it to my face, I'm gonna track you down, I'm gonna basically bat ya. Yeah. So if you can't say something to somebody's face, don't say it behind don't the back, don't punch it away on the inside, don't bash your little keyboard. and if you've got all that energy, flip on you porn or something, I don't know, just <laughs> do whatever you do there. Keep your old school. Oh yeah, properly. Tracy Lords.
0: <laughs> Tracy Lords. You and Tracy, honestly. We go back a ways. So. <laughs> <laughs> we've had some times. Oh, we've had some fun, yeah. <laughs> Memorable occasions, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, switching up a bit. Mass movement. Uh, its bread and butter is punk hardcore, but it's also comics, comic yeah. books. Something Tim has been passionate about since for, for 40 years, mate. Since <laughs> 40 years, wow. Okay, uh, I've got a passion for comic books as well. So, I'm gonna move on and talk about all things comics uh, now. I think the biggest thing in sort of comics and uh, at the moment the comic was the calendar,
1: the SDCC. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and Marvel's big announcement there. Which one, Blade or Yeah, Eternals Blade. Or there was a bunch of one of those. Eternal's all
1: was... the TV shows they're doing for the Disney Channel. Yeah, well, female the Disney Thor. Disney platform, as, it, as It's going to be like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Female Thor was a big one. That was like.
1: Uh... That's going to be based on Jason. If that's based on Jason Aaron's run. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. So it's just that was the. the Jane Foster becoming Thor. Jane Foster, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: She originally did that in '78, wasn't it? And then in 2014 again. Yeah. yeah. There was but a
1: they, yeah, but they've brought so Jason. Ar- I think they're based on Jason Aaron's run when Jane yeah, Foster yeah. is essentially. It's, it's no secret Jane Foster's dying of cancer. Yeah. And she, Thor becomes unworthy because something Nick Fury says to him. That's that comes it. In, in his ear on while they're on the surface of the moon. Yeah. And he becomes unworthy. Josh Monia, she's worthy. She picks it up. She becomes Thor. And it's like a massive. Massively incredible run that Aaron did with it, and the character until she can't wield the hammer no more, and that's it. And so he becomes Thor becomes the Odin son becomes Thor again. So if it's based on that run, this film could be incredible. I think there was
0: a lot of uproar from his sort of casual Marvel fan. Who we were like, whoa, female
1: Thor? And yeah, well, they should learn to behave themselves. Yeah. This, 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 exactly. this is 2019. It's not 1961
0: anymore, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it worked in the comics. They can, uh, they'll do their magic
1: on the, the big screen too. Yeah. Well, the thing is, right? She was a great cat. She's a great character, and she's going to be a great Thor. And that's it, end of the story. Yeah. And if you're worried about a superhero being female, then maybe you want to check out. You know, but just check out full stop. Like, cause yeah, I, I really couldn't check out so. <laughs> full stop. I don't yeah. mean that. I mean, well, I just mean you know. I
0: think get a great actress doing message. it too, like N- Natalie Portman, great actress. Yeah. Uh,
1: we'll forget about Amidala. I can't forget about Amadala. That's <laughs> like a wound to the heart. The like, <laughs> no. Phantom Menace is this damn near killed me at the time <laughs> because that was dreadful.
0: Yeah it was. Yeah, I mean George Lucas, uh, he should have perhaps passed that on.
1: There's no practice. I love. Start? You know, I I love the beard. I, love it. I think he's he's a he's a visionary filmmaker. He made yeah. American Graffiti and he made Star Wars. You know, when he handed the directing duties for The Empire Strikes Back over to Irvin Kershner and Richard washed his face for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and that's what he should do. He should just be involved a little bit in the writing stakes. Yeah. and nothing else maybe not so much in the writing stakes anymore as the King of the Crystal Skull proved, cause there's just some throughout the, those movies, it's just
0: some dodgy, dodgy dialogue going on.
1: That's um, what is was it? was the, uh, Harrison Ford said to him, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. Yeah. Right, that's and that's the famous quote with George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but he's the thing is, I think it's, it's the same as anybody. You make so much money. And you reach such a pedestal, such a place, you kind of forget how to do things, and you you think I'm going to go back and do this, and it's going to be great. And yeah. It's going to be like well, I'm some starving artist. I was trying to prove something. Yeah. Kind of, to you go, Couple When you sit on billions of dollars, and you've got a you've got an empire that stretches globally, you don't struggle for anything. You have no nothing to prove. You've proved everything to everybody. Yeah, and that's where he kind of.
0: Well, I'm glad now he's handed the uh, the rings over, so to speak.
1: To Disney, oh, yeah, but everybody's gonna mo everybody moans about, you know, ooh, Disney's gonna mess up Star Wars. No, they haven't messed up Star Wars. I no. think anyway. they've done a, a great job so far. So far, yeah, yeah. More yeah. than happy with it, yeah. And the the Mandalorian is gonna hit the streaming platform and get a, get in a Star Wars T V series. Right? Wow, well, yeah. If you told five year old me who was sat in a cinema in Liverpool, right? Watching Tatooine drop as the rebel ship passes over, and the Star Destroyer comes over, battering the hell out of it. one day there was going to be a Star Wars TV series. I think he did just had a heart attack then, and they just went bang and dropped That <laughs> would have been the end of it because it was you know you just you never believed it And now we're getting it, and it's not a Christmas special. No. We've just got Kashik, and there's no Wookiees, you know, celebrating Light Day. Or Earth <laughs> oh my day God or The whole these, oh, the holiday special weeks. is. Really, quite special. Just, yeah, <laughs> special. I'm not in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Especially in that, I'm all alone in the house and nobody loves me kind of way. Yeah.
0: Every few years, I revisit that, thinking it can't be
1: that bad. And it is. It, it's it's every, every single year. Every single bit as bad as you remember yeah. it being, because there's just nothing good about it. Awful. No. Yeah. Dreadful. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> appalling.
0: How do we get from that, to female, from female thoughts of that? Oh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Becky like Natalie. Let's go back to Marvel
1: and SDCC. <laughs> Blade. What was excited. Okay. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's it's the right casting. I think it's going to be, he's going to do a good job. Wesley Snipes was, wasn't, uh Wesley Snipes was alright with it, you know, and he yeah. wasn't too bad, because Wesley's just like, you know... Like, just wouldn't I mean, want
0: to see him now,
1: though. <laughs> doing it now. I don't think he could do it now. No. 'Cause no. he's 57 year old guy well, sixty something 60 year old Gory, guy. yeah, yeah. And it's painful enough getting out of bed in the morning you you know, <laughs> middle to late forties. And so was, I imagine, I can't imagine what's like for worse these snipes after he's done time in the penitentiary as well. You just gotta get and beat him, you gotta get him and be bleed. Oh that's, <laughs> it's tough enough to getting up to be me every day, right? You just looking in the mirror and go, another day of you I can't. I can't <laughs> even begin to start with this. But you know, it's, the thing is, like, as much as SDCC was fun, literally the best book I've read recently is something called Space Bastards, and that's like remember DR and Quinch? Yeah. Uh, that, that period two thousand in 2000 's history when anything went. Yeah. It's like that. Meets future shocks. Meets like the fabulous fairy freak brothers amplified to the nth degree. Uh, anything goes in this book, it's nuts. It's about the Intergalactic Postal Service, and it is just insane. The
0: Intergalactic Postal Service, yeah, yeah. I literally know nothing about it, so you're gonna have to you're like, all
1: right. So, it's basically the Intergalactic Postal Service becomes a free floor in which packages are sent from one pl- part of the galaxy to the next part of the galaxy, and postmen chase each other to try and claim the package, and they kill each other and they hurt each other in magnificently gruesome ways so that they can collect the bounty that's on each package. They take the package from one place to the next. And it's it's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's like one of the best counterculture comics you'll read in a long time. It's a massively thick graphic novel, hardback graphic novel. And the only way to get it, because it, I don't think it's got distribution through Diamond or anywhere at the moment, is from yeah. their site, which is... Are you hearing me now, lads? www.spacebastards.com uh, yeah, just Google that now. Yeah, it's, wow, it looks awesome. It is. It's it, it's better than it looks, and it's bonkers.
0: Just that scene there looks like the cantina scene from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, there's, it, it,
1: there's a massive Star Wars influence on it, but this it's like a massive ode to every part, every bit of great geek culture. Okay. From the last twenty years, it's, yeah, everything these guys are consuming. I mean, this it, is. They must have come up with the idea for this after they've been on a like a forty-eight hour Star Wars marathon that's fueled by cocaine and hookers. It's just, it's nuts. It's insane. But it's a really good book. And it's well written. It artistically, it's beautiful.
0: It's just out there. And you've been playing uh, board games this week as well, haven't you?
1: I'm always playing games. What's I mean, there? not like like you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm a because you know I've won these old school games. I've been playing D and D since. 1982 that's well. okay so, but we had um we had unlock said through for review which is weird because it's like I'm an old-school gamer, and I so I believe like dice boards cards imagination whatever yeah that's it you, yeah you don't but unlock sort of combines an app and cards in a seamless experience Oh, was that so, involved okay. oh yeah yeah but the oh, app's okay. free so you download you get the game you get it shows you how you to download the app and you download the app and the app is sort of like a timer and it gives you clues for the cards and it shows you how the cards work in conjunction with each other. It's it's and it's just it's done seamlessly. It's done really, really well. And um I think we have the mystery adventures and the secret adventures box sets. And there's a real really cool steampunk sort of Jules Verne, L Frank Baum influence run through all of them. Wow, um, yeah, okay. It's just fantastic. Yeah,
0: it looks it's awesome, it's looking at it now, yeah. French,
1: mm-hmm. uh, the French company, French space company, again, yeah. sp- space cowboys, I think, yeah, space cowboys, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. space fr yeah, and it's just a really good I mean, you can get it off Amazon, yeah, okay, um, cool. And it's it's not cheap, but it's not expensive, so it's like about 20, 20 quid or something. Each of the boxes, but in each, each box there has three games in it, and it's worth just banging the money down so you can have some fun with your meds. There. Excellent, yeah, it looks awesome. Because you, you're you not going to be able to do it in the time limit that the app sets. And you're going to have to go back to it and replay it and see if you can do it. You yeah, know, it says, yeah.
0: Okay, we'll have another song. Light Hammer. Uh, they're three-piece from Cardiff. Bloody hip hawk with hippies, space rock. <laughs> it's not punk,
1: it's not punk. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't float my boat.
0: <laughs> space rock band from Cardiff. Lovely guys. This is, they've got an EP called Launch. This is Adventure Time. Ah! I'm a badass band from Cardiff. Check them out. The law and GP. So, yeah. What's uh, on Netflix? Netflix, Amazon Prime. That's The Boys, The it? Boys dropped yeah. recently. Boys. Oh, I've not seen this yet. And I'm I'm aware of the comic. I know the yeah. basics. Uh, but is promising a
1: spoiler-free. Chat. Someone, you, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's basically about the fallibility of superheroes. And that, when a society places too much faith in them. And what would happen if they were the property of a corporation. So basically superheroes are just people. And yeah. they they're just as fallible and they make as many mistakes as the rest of us do. You know? Yeah. Um I mean it opens up with one of the characters who becomes deeply meshed within the boys, but Billy Butcher's boys, his girlfriend being literally obliterated by a speedster who runs straight through her. Oh wow, okay. And just atomizes her. Wow. And all that he's left with is he stood there holding her arm, <laughs> arms, and this piece goes, "Oh, sorry," and just disappears. And there's no accountability because superheroes aren't held to account. Wow, okay. And so the idea is that they become bo- bigger than being. Yeah, so they become bigger than the law and the letter. The law yeah, doesn't apply yeah. to them in the same way it would apply to anybody else, even though they are just basically human. So, um, it's about. Somebody holding superheroes to account, and that's what Butcher and his boys set out to do. Okay. Um, in the most gruesome, flat-out, sweary, curse-filled way they possibly can. Is it? Um, you
0: read the books, I think.
1: No. No? No. It's one of those books that always eluded me. Wow, okay. So, I as mean, much as I would like to, so I can't spend 24 hours a day reading comics. I thought that's what you did. I would love to, <laughs> but if, if somebody wants to pay me tw- you know, to read comics 24 hours a day, I will certainly do that, but I can't. Tim at massmovement.co.uk Yeah, that's me. <laughs> send me money, send me money, I'll, t- I'll, I'll say nice things about your books. Though. Um. Yeah, I, 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 it's just one of those books that that pass me by. I mean, everybody I know who's read it loves it.
0: Developed by uh, Eric Kripke, he um, that's the TV that's, yeah, that's
1: Supernatural, a, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so when yeah. he's taken that and he's moved on. I mean, I again, I've not watched Supernatural. I know plenty of people love Supernatural. I've yeah. seen like half of one season.
0: I got seven seasons in it. It's it's really good. It was just my my laziness that didn't get the other three
1: or four seasons done. It's not laziness, it's just there's not well, enough, yeah. there's, there's not enough hours in the day five to the watch time. all this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how are you gonna sit down and watch all the series that just pop up every now and then? It's like, Hello, the boys is here. Hello? Yeah. Hello. You know, Jeff, the the last season of Jessica Jones I still haven't finished watching the last She's season there, of Jessica yeah, Jones. I yeah. So I'm like five episodes. Awesome too. I'm five episodes in and I'm like, go watch it then the N C I S pops up in its entirety on Amazon Prime. So I'm thinking <laughs> How am I gonna watch like fourteen seasons of this? I got time for the episode. I got time. I got time. I don't need to sleep tonight. I'll get through this. Like, and you can't do there's it. There's just it's too impossible. much good TV out right there. Yeah, and then when you combine that with the fact there's all these amazing books appearing.
0: You compare it to when we were kids. And yeah. You you you, could, you had to grab a VHS whenever you could, and you, you had to re- record something. And that that, that, well, record, that, that video became like. Goal to oh, do, the
1: video shop, and then you had this tape for 24 hours. So, you yes, to, if you had like a film, if you had Star Wars, right, for from the, from the video shop, yeah, and you had that for 24 hours, you spent 20 of those 24 hours watching Star Wars, Soaking over in. and yeah. over and over again because you're on yeah, yeah, that's the only chance you're going to get to watch it. Yeah, none of this stuff appeared on TV, and yeah. now everything goes straight to streaming and digital platforms. Uh, it's like, Trying to explain to my daughter when I was young right? I know, <laughs> yeah, I was younger than you, but there were like three channels on the TV. I remember Channel Four starting. Yes, That's like yeah. old, I Yeah, I remember Channel Four starting, and, the and TV got, stopped at midnight. Yeah, but because <laughs> thing about Channel Four <laughs> starting, was it would go? You know, at four o'clock every day, it was a half past three. There was like that series, Planet the Planet of the Apes series from the seventies. Yeah, they put like the Planet of the Apes and Time Tunnel and all that kind of stuff on for an hour. Time before time time. Yeah, God, those are the days. Yeah, well, crap effects meant nothing. Yeah, you
0: know? time tunnel is epic.
1: When was, the last,
0: when was the last time you watched it though? About five, six years ago, I revisited it. You did, yeah. I see. I, I had, I had fun with it. I, I remembered it in a certain way with. You know, but it was it a
1: nostalgia value, or was it the actual series that you enjoyed watching? It's that's the bit difference, of both.
0: It? It's a nostalgia value. I mean, we again, we come from um, a, a, an
1: era where you have got to remove effects don't necessarily mean anything. Well, that's why I love Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Because the effects are always shonky. They were never as bad as people made them out to be. No. Right? But it's story over everything else. Yes. And that was yeah how TV worked. You know, I, and how film worked. And should still work.
0: Yeah. The story was everything back in the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, the effects, you sort of, you left your brain behind a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. so it's, it's substance over style, but now it's become style over substance. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 there's a whole,
0: like, new audience who, who just watch the effects. Yeah. And they'll
1: tell oh,
0: you it's big, screen, big yeah. screen spectacular. They'll tell you it was an awesome movie. You know, I'll yeah. go and watch it. That. that was awful. It was a special effects uh, you're extra, extravaganza. But you're, you're,
1: you're talking about Justice League, aren't
0: you? I am talking about Justice League. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about a number of other movies. But, but primarily
1: I'm, Justice League. Yeah. Which... They've just disappointed me, those movies. See, I think... My, my my problem with Justice League is it could have been so much better than it was. Yeah. Right? Um, what I wanted to see come out of it was Affleck as Batman, getting a decent run as Batman, because I thought he was a great Batman. That's never going to happen, because... Uh, well, Pattinson's like Batman. If they do year one, if they do it really well, it's going to be a great story. And yeah, it's going to I be agree, a film yeah. I'm going to watch. Yeah, uh, he's a I great would,
0: actor. He gets uh, he gets a lot of uh, crap yeah
1: for being. But I mean, he, he learn he made the big movies and he learned all his chops on Indy Exactly, yeah. and that's how he did Yeah, I mean, I wish Henry Cavill was still Superman. Yeah, I think I, he did a good job. I thought Jason Momoa was good as Aquaman. Yeah, I thought they chose the wrong uh, love interest. As it were in Aquaman, because there was no what, there's no zero on-screen chemistry, chemistry, no, absolutely yeah, them. absolutely none, yeah, whatsoever. Um, I thought the de-aging effects at the beginning of Aquaman <laughs> absolutely dire. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: what's <laughs> <I laughs> <told> about
1: that? <laughs> 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 it was so Don't bad, it. and it was, why didn't you just use younger actors, right? And then here they are, twenty years later, and everybody's going to believe that. Or oh, twenty five years later, or thirty years later, it's yeah. it's it, it, but de aging, oh, that's so bad. It's yeah, just tragic, absolutely tragic, and it just didn't work.
0: I mean, it's Marvel have done the de aging thing, and it seems to work. The um, also they did, uh, oh god, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, that was it? Yeah, it they, wasn't
1: great. Right. But it, was it wasn't bad.
0: Passable though. It was I mean, passable, yeah. yes. And it was. It wasn't like a, a great. Uh, it wasn't a lot of the movies, so it worked.
1: But you know, all I when he's leaning in, when like young, when they're doing the young Kurt Russell thing, he's yeah. leaning in, laughing. I just wanted him to say, "Call me Snake," and that was it. That's <laughs> why I just wanted him to say, "Call me Snake."
0: Even Star Wars have done it with. Uh... Leia?
1: Okay. Yes. Okay. See, I love. I no. See, I love that film up until that bit, right? Yeah. And I just, as soon as I saw Leia, there, all I expected was Bugs Bunny to crawl <laughs> across the guy. The That's all. I, <laughs> <laughs> literally, because you, it, it looked cartoony. Yes, it did. Yeah. Right? There's no way around it, and you should have found. They should have maybe found a different actress. Had their back, with a back to the screen. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Figure out some way to because the technology just wasn't there to do it. No, and that's I, right. I couldn't. I couldn't get over that bit at all. It was just, nah, it's not happening for me. It's no. just not happening. Okay, let's
0: have another song. Uh, this is from Engineer Records again. Uh, a band called Sleeve from Richmond,
1: Virginia. Kind of uh, Get Up Kids meets the Smiths. The blurb yeah, the a blur- match blur- on it. But, yeah. Yeah. but none of, you know, Morrissey's nasty, nasty politics. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's, it's everything the Smiths could have been if they'd been raised on hardcore. So And that's why it's so good.
0: This is from the new album, Don't Expect Anything.
1: Bang on, but so that's semi- the only thing I don't like, right? like. Yeah, bang on, and I wish they put on more inventive names to the beer. And Neil knows that I, I I keen on the idea of names because they could come up with some really inventive names to that beer and push it forward and kick it up. And I but I understand with the way his branding's gone and why he wanted to do that branding and it's worked to Get on. Get it's Neil. more of a personal thing, you know. And you can give me a slap if he likes. I don't care. Yeah. I
0: quite like bang on. I could see Vic Reeves or someone like you know,
1: bang on. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: That, w- that would be, yeah, the kind of <laughs> act that I need to do. Yeah. So something I know is close to your heart. Yeah. Haunted yeah. Mansion. I love the Haunted Mansion. 50th. Uh, yeah, well, 9th of August. Warfare. Yeah, 9th of August, the right end of this week, Friday. Yeah.
1: It's 50 years since it opened in Disneyland. Damn. And
0: I know you've been there a bunch of times.
1: More to Florida than, I mean, I've done Disneyland. Um, you went to the the Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, oh, mate, the Haunted Mansion. Just you know, welcome foolish mortals. When you hear Paul Freece's voice kick in when you walk in there, it's just absolutely someone else. So why are you why are you drawn to that Because I I like I like old Disney and I like old Disney World. I like yeah. the sort of Walt's vision and like the vision of the old imagineers. Yes. It's not I don't like the new stuff. I do like the new stuff, I love the new stuff. But for me, there's a history to Disneyland there's a history to Disney World it's yes I agree Yeah, incredible I mean, they've brought like, the electrical parade back oh they really electrical wow electrical, oh, that's wow. coming back and it's just and just hearing that tune clicking over in your yeah, head yeah yeah sends you like, to a like, place yeah and you just yeah, can't, yeah. You imagine sitting there and just watching it and just being that age again first time yeah. I see it the Haunting Mansion it was just because you know we're used to ghost trains and we're used to like mm-hmm. you've got the haunted Mansion it's just <laughs> It's, it's something else it just transports you to a time and a place and there's a story behind it it's not just your typical haunted house it's not about well oh, let's just go in there and see some ghosts you know it's there's nine, It's a, it's an old ancient house populated by 999 happy haunts yeah. and there's always room for one more you know, the implication being that you're going to be the thousandth to join them if you don't if you step out of line you know and the, the technical mastery and the, the effects of Madame Leota's head in that crystal in the crystal ball yeah and that ballroom scene, I know it's. A yeah, pe- it's I, know it's a pe- I know it's a Peppers Ghost illusion. I know how it works. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that when you're going through there, it just looks incredible. It really does, yeah. You know, and you can imagine like, I'm just Yale Gracie and Rolly Crump coming up with the idea for this Peppers Ghost thing and pushing it all together, actually showing Walt Disney how it works showing at the time you just think, oh my God, the, the history there is just it's incredible. It Even really the is.
0: thought that goes into sort of. Approaching the ride when you're queuing and like there's the graveyard and there's the right
1: and that's uh, so you see again that's another place where Disney shine because it's not just about being on the ride it's about the experience of walking up to yes the light, right? yeah especially with some you're like involved this. when you're near right it. especially with some like the Haunted Mansion or Paris the Caribbean right mm-hmm. so, just it's immersive it's completely immersive when you get on that one and. The way the cast members greet you and they're all in uniform and they're all part of the experience and you're rushing in. They're staying in character. Than they yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's immense. So it's like, it's 50 years on Friday and for me, right, I would rather be nowhere else this Friday than than Disneyland. And I know I'd be queuing for like six hours to get on the mansion on Friday, but I wouldn't give us stuff. I wouldn't give us stuff. I would just be happy. You'd be, so it. be happy. Yeah. yeah. A pair of Mickey ears on my head, just, you know, do you know? <laughs> Is there anything planned you know? Is there anything you know of this planned? They've got, there's um, like an art attraction. It's like an art display, all the mm-hmm. uh, all the like original blueprints, all the original artwork, all the original ideas. I would imagine, they display in uh, an art gallery in Disneyland as you come up, Main Street. Right, okay. I don't know, because, yeah, it's, oh, mate. Wow, just, you know, or it mentioned 50 years this yeah, this Friday? A little bit older than me, it's mansion it? <laughs> <laughs> Same sort of month, but you yeah, know, it's just, oh, I, I can't, I would just love to be there at the moment just to see that. <laughs> well, 50 years of it, so you know, which. If you want to find out more about the haunted in I implore you, go online and listen to the Doom Buggy Spook Show. Just type in Doom Buggy Spook Show. Doom Buggy Spook Show. It's a podcast. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Which will then lead you to another podcast called Nostalgia. Okay. Which is all about the history of Disneyland and Disney World Nostalgia, and Disney yeah. Company. And it's just, that is fantastic. It's, that is an amazing yeah. show. So, yeah, big shout out to Nostalgia. Big shout out to the Doom Buggy Spook Show because those are immense. Nice, I, I would I recommend them over mainly over hardcore records when you're out and about and listening to stuff,
0: <laughs> and that's big, uh, that's a big thing for Tinder Z.
1: Oh, yeah, but I'm old, so I can't keep up with the kids and they're, and they're finickety hardcore, <laughs> I just can't do it, mate. You know,
0: yeah, no,
1: no, I know, you know, but it's like it's just like that other thing. Uh, like, talk about getting old. you got like Vince McMahon and WWE, yeah, right? yeah. and they, they've reached this. Or they think they've reached this pinnacle and then AEW come along and go hello. Yeah. This is how it should be done, this yeah. is how it was done, and they're challenging them. Yes. They're actually making a play for the WWE's crown. Well
0: they've gone for so long now and challenged WWE. I think they've just sort of
1: Well no had the budget to challenge I mean, You've got like a yeah. couple companies like Ring of Honor putting on shows that were just if WWE fans saw them, 'em they'd just like why are we watching this when we could be watching this, right?
0: Well, we talked a about complacency, didn't we? And It's the same with the yeah. read. They've just rehashed all, all their
1: old ideas. Well, they've reached the point now where they, they've got nowhere to go. Because what they need is they need a fresh brood of writers. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <Fresh>. <laughs> <laughs> giving us jobs. And we could come in there and just, you know, or any writer with fresh ideas who knows how to work or how a wrestling show should work yeah. and we're not experts on it because we're, we're not part of the business right no. but it, where I would do it is I would play to every character's strengths Yeah. Right? so if you've got a character come in and you say well I can boost you this way I can put you in this way yeah. and you have more workers rising up to, the, to a place where they should be rather than the focus being on like one individual or two individuals
0: you can bring a, a, a sort of fan's perspective to it yeah. Or what you'd like to see as a as a fan. Well yeah, and that's
1: what happened in the the attitude era. Yeah, you had yeah. fans starting to write the show because fans were starting to write the show, fans started to know what they liked. They yeah. brought it forward, they brought it into the show. Because it was ECW was basically a fan run wrestling promotion. And yeah. WWE and WCW to a certain extent at that time took a lot of their ideas from what ECW were doing because it changed the way the wrestling business Worked, you know, and that's where the Attitude Era
0: came from. People wanted to see it pushed more, and yeah, you know, um, I think uh, there was some of this stuff they did which was uh, which wouldn't work well now. There's a lot oh, of stuff there's, that there's, would, I mean, you know,
1: there was so much stuff that wouldn't work well now. I mean, yeah. Trish Stratus sort of, uh, oh, tri- you know, tri- half
0: tri- naked round the r- ring while uh, I mean, some McMahon tells us to bark like a dog. So yeah, that is not gonna it's not going to work in 2019. It's like a Benny
1: Hill moment, isn't it? Yeah, you, know, you keep on experiencing, you expect to be yakety sax when Vince McMahon's out there, your old man. That doesn't work, no. right? But the fact that you know Trish Stratus learned to wrestle and learned to become not just a credible performer but an incredible in-ring performer. Yeah, you know she learned to just took the ball that Vince gave her and she ran with it. Yeah that's one of the things that came out of it. It was great because it proved that w- you know women were given a platform and women, women can wrestle. Sure. And not just can wrestle but can wrestle incredibly well. Yeah. you know.
0: Well the big thing about um, AEW is it's uh, all inclusive. I mean it's got um, uh, a gay wrestler. Yeah. There's a uh, disabled wrestler. Yeah. I mean, and just seeing
1: that makes see, you realise how see on, the, po- on with, the pulse they, yeah, they are. Yeah, seeing equality within the wrestling business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's just lovely to see. It's always been, it's traditionally been like a male enclave, and now it's not. Yeah. You know, that glass ceiling has been taken away. Yeah. So anybody can compete, and that's, yeah, that's something that's going to be interesting. In the future, hopefully, they're going to push for it out to a point where he has no option but to say, let's open the doors to somebody else.
0: Yeah. Well, I think at this point as well, he, I mean, WWE now have to answer the shareholders, which in the uh, the glory days, you didn't have to
1: so much. Well, when you answer the shareholders, that's the end of anything. When, well, when yeah. you're more concerned with a shareholders perspective than actually entertaining your fans. Yeah. That's that's a death sentence. Yeah, for sure. It's literally a death sentence. Because the people you should be caring about are the people who have who sat ringside, the people on the other end of that television. They're the people you should give a shit about, not the people who you're going to pay dividends to because if you entertain those people who have to see you, your shareholders are going to profit anyway, you're going to make more money. Yeah. Right. There's a
0: well-known person in WWE Creative who said recently yeah. that um, before they'd have an idea and they'd be like, right, we have an idea and they'd go bang, be on TV the next night. Right. And now it's like, we have an idea, right, we have to run it past the board first and then... They, yeah, so it audience. all goes.
1: It all goes to committee. Yeah. and then else. and, that, and, and that's it gets watered down, and
0: watered down. Before you know it, it's lost all its momentum. Yeah,
1: there's no power behind it. Yes, it's all been yeah. sapped. Yeah, by a bunch of suits who think they know better. And Chris Jericho on
0: AEW recently, he said, um, he did his first unscripted promo yeah. in nearly twenty odd years, and it felt like a, a weight off his shoulder. He was able to be
1: himself. Yes, be, so you, and it was like the, of a massive hoopla when. Punk went off script years yeah. ago. Yeah. Right? And he did that first thing. And he just sat down and he went for it. You know? And the difference is, that's the guy I saw wrestling in the Newport City Live Arena. Of course, with yeah. With FWA. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, you know, he had it then. He had that sort of charisma and that yeah. sort of personality that's going to shine through. He's, he's gonna, he was going to be huge in whatever he did. You, know? you can always see that. Not he's, so he's... much with now, in the UFC, because, you know. Well, the rumor is.
0: Um, AEW is in his home city Chicago on August uh,
1: 31st the rumour is he could make an appearance so yeah but WWE have been through Chicago everybody's been through doesn't mean he's going to make an appearance it's more likely Naked Reagan would make an appearance and you know <laughs> an AEW show play a blinding set than Punk's going to be there that would also know? be good though that would be incredible yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that, that's that's more like the days of incredibly strange wrestling Incredibly <laughs> strange. You, yeah. you, do you remember Yeah, that? yeah, I do uh, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Because yeah. um, a mate of mine from a band used to wrestle for him. Yeah. To wrestle for. Devin was with. Um, what happens next? Right. And now Congress, death. Yeah. He wrestled for him for a while. And he's insane. He's one of the best front man I've ever seen. And yeah. He's in such good shape. I know he couldn't keep up with them all the time, constantly. Yeah, and these guys because we, we saw them when they they did download, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, they did yeah, yeah. download show, and or just slipped us the passes with no effects. I just swan up to the guy I mean, "No effects is dislisted. <laughs> because I'm on ISW. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the show they put on was like a minimal show, but it was still great, you know. Right. But they riff on old punk rock ideas, so like like a naughty skinhead wrestler being beaten up by. I'm, I'm, The most fanboy gay wrestler you've ever seen. It was wonderful just to see that being flipped around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they were doing that, and there was punk bands that play their shows, and that something somebody should pick up the man with and run with again.
0: I always, I've always thought like. um local promotions run to us, Attack Pro, Dragon Pro Wrestling. Right,
1: so they should put bands on, have bands playing. Oh, play.
0: totally. You it know would what? be amazing. I mean, it's most of those shows are BYOB where you bring on beer. Yeah, yeah, um, The
1: atmosphere would just be amazing. Well, what they should do is they should let us write a couple of shows for them, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it's not like we are without form as yeah. writers. We can do this, all right? We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> i turn it into some kind of death fest. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Big bits and pieces flying
0: everywhere. So, yeah, AEW yeah, with the rise, I think good, good really, for wrestling?
1: I think it's going to be awesome for wrestling. I yeah. think it's going to be absolutely incredible for wrestling. and It's what wrestling needs. It's a shot in the arm, and it's going to push them forward.
0: I mean, I'm a WWE guy. I've always been a WWE guy. Right. And I, I'd like to think
1: that the,
0: the competition will bring out the best in WWE again.
1: See, I... Stopped watching WWE around the time Benoit and Eddie Guerrero died because my reasoning was too many people were dying and nobody addressed the cause of why Benoit did what he did. And it, it, it was a horrific crime, don't get me wrong, oh, it was sure. absolutely horrific. Right? But when you've got a 40 something year old guy who's when when, he's exi- when, when during post mortem somebody looks at his brain and it suffered the same amount of damage. As a 72-year-old Alzheimer but you—you've got to realize you know, something's got to give. There's, there's some accountability. somewhere, accountability. surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't take that many chair shots and headshots shots yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, you know, I mean, i had my bell rung a number of times. Yeah, you know, and I know it's like. You know, you feel it. Well, imagine doing that in, in yeah, night out. You just can't Yeah, you it. And there's no. got to be that accountability. That yeah. There's no accountability. They would rather. Yeah. I've just said, it's all down to Benoit. It's all down to this. That's it. Yeah. A super fit guy like Eddie Guerrero dropping dead in his room at 38 years old? That shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't happen. No. You know That's steroid abuse just to try and keep up with the rig with the rigors of being on the road. Yeah. It's yeah. So I kind of. Well, I was reading. On, um,
0: I mean, they got the wellness policy now in WWE, which seems to be. Uh, I don't know. They seem to be looking at at least on the outside. They seem to be looking after the yeah. But is it
1: is it, is it there to actually hold the wrestlers to account or hold them to account or is it there just for show? Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. the point. Because people yeah. are being punished for any little violation here and there. Excuse, and you suspended automatically. And when you suspend automatically, WW that's ninety days without pay. You're not paid for the ninety days you're suspended. That's mm-hmm. right. All. Yeah. So, nobody's going to risk violating that on purpose if they know they're going to be caught. Sure, yeah, that's right.
0: I've said so, this, uh, this week, um, Harley Race passed me. That was a tragedy, man. Yeah, I mean, but you know. Genuine. I was, that, that
1: was a life well lived.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him, when I got into wrestling, He was. I was watching the old NWA, just when he was coming into WSW. Yeah, and well, he least, was
1: managing by that point. Yeah, but he he'd gone through the territories. He'd done this. Oh yeah, hard yeah. way. You know, like Ric Flair. Yeah, right? these are guys who've been there and done it. Yeah, you know, Jerry the King. They do it night in night out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, they're legendary for partying. They, they yeah. lunatic, yeah, they're, they're That's they're what makes them who they are. Twenty four seven life, wasn't it? Just yeah, but it's full on all the time. You wrestle, know? drink, drugs. Right, but the but <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> problem with it as well. Was that. Somewhere, like if you asked Ric Flair right where does Richard Fleur begin Ric Flair end yeah he wouldn't know right? because somewhere along the line he's become Ric Flair 24 hours a day. I think it's Richard Fleur in. is probably dead Oh, he's, he's, well, he's just, that was who I used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like reading some kind of Thomas Harris novel. I have evolved to the next stage. of my like, you know, I am the greater powerful Red Dragon. I am the greater powerful Ric Flair. Woo! (laughs) And that's, I think it was necessary for them to, to live that persona all the time. Otherwise you can't.
0: And they really did. I mean, they kayfaved it. You know, they wouldn't be seen together. No. They couldn't be. They couldn't be drinking together in no. public, and I I loved all that and all the
1: of But kayfabe uh, was everything. I think it come it came from your, carnie speaking from. Uh,
0: if they were spot, if two, if like a heel and a babyface were seen in public, yeah, they quite often start fighting with each other. Just well, they have to see. just to
1: keep just to keep yeah. the show going, yeah. just so and the I fans aren't that. gonna not believe the programme they've put in but place. But at the time these
0: guys are getting paid like ten dollars a night for their you know and and they get like a you know, free food backstage. Yeah. And
1: that's and they've got that level of commitment though for that. Yeah, but to be in that business and do that kind of thing, you've yeah. got to love that business. Yeah, wholeheartedly. yeah. Wholeheartedly. It's like if you're in a band and you go on the road, right? And you're a starter and you're playing for shows, you're going from place to place basically for petrol money. Yeah for sure. You've gotta try and Find food wherever you get it, and the only way you're gonna do that is if you love doing that. If yeah. You don't love doing that. If you're not 100% committed to doing it's that, it's not for you. you. It's not for you. You're never, yeah. go, you're never gonna make it through, alright But I
0: did and read a lovely story. Vince McMahon apparently he um, apparently race needed to fly back home, but he needed a Medicare flight. He couldn't just right. get rid of it because in his last days yeah. now, he wanted to be home with his family. Right. He needed the Medicare flight. Couldn't afford it. Um, a good friend of uh, Harley's phoned WWE. Within ten minutes, apparently, it was play paid for, and he got two days extra with his family. So for, I, you know,
1: for all his faults, I will say this for Vincent Man. Like,
0: yeah,
1: he does care.
0: Oh yeah 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 you know? yeah
1: yeah. But it's how well do you have to know Vince to be. Within that inclusive and I'm not saying he wouldn't do that for any wrestler because I'm sure he would. If yeah. you've worked with Vince, I'm sure he would at some point do that for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. But that's the difference between saying Harley Race is ill or the Hurricanes ill. Where's the fight? Well, really yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. quickly is it going to yeah. happen?
0: Right. Those matches with Flair in the eighties, though, Harley they was were insane.
1: They were properly. Well worked matches, but I don't understand how they can do, how they could do Iron Man matches like sixty minutes. Yeah, they come off and drink fourteen beers, do a hundred, God goodness knows how many lines of coke, and then still get up the next day and do the whole thing over again. Legit tough guys. Yeah, they they live
0: the the hard life.
1: Yeah, Ric Flair broke his back. So he learned how to front bump. That's how much he loved the business. That's how tough this guy is. And that's why he's always going to be my hero. Mm -hmm. That's why we always give a (laughs) woo whenever we can.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's have another trap then. Uh, This is Manifestation. Uh, They're from Germany. Brutal old school hardcore. They're playing their first ever UK dates, August 16th in London. August 17th in Cardiff. Oh, I wonder who's doing that Cardiff show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's a good guy. This is... Wherever (laughs) he is. It's from the album Fair Enough. This is There's a Light. station uh go check them out in cardiff and london august 16th 17th and that's it we're at the end of the uh the first episode of mass movement hope you've enjoyed we will be doing these every other week now so look out for them on massmovement.co.uk and on facebook if you want to contact myself or tim it's chris at massmovement.co.uk or tim massmovement.co.uk yeah we need to give some shout-outs. My personal shout-out, first of all, goes to Bang On. Beer is excellent. Got me through this first uh, <laughs> this first episode. Just about, like that. So, thank you to Bang On. Uh, shout-out, Engineer Records. Excellent label. They do punk hardcore. Proper
1: good guys. Give them a, uh, a look-up, Engineer Records. And Joe and Eric at Space Bastards for sending the book, because that was just wonderful. You know they Those guys are really knocking out the park. Well, like I say... At the moment it's the 50th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion so check out the Doom Buggy Spook Show and listen to Chef Mayhem guide you through the history of it. It's all free to download and listen to and enjoy. If you want us to feature your bands just drop us a line, give us a shout or... Mention your books or send us some beer because we're always open to having beer sent through. We do like a bit of beer sent Beer, coffee, anything really. Actually, you can send anything.
0: We'll review it. Well, <laughs>
1: there is a limit on what I am prepared to review. <laughs> yeah.
0: Check out the new Acid Rain album, September 27th on Dissonance
1: Productions. And that's about it. And we'll see you soon.
0: See you later.